Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk some preseason football. Let's do it right now with Chase Kitty, High Motor Podcast by Bet MGM, of course. Chase, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing tonight? Good, gentlemen. How you doing? Waiting for this White Sox uh, run line to come in. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that one, man. Um, let's start with uh, the Hall of Fame game, right? Uh, let's see here. You got right now over at BetMGM, the Steelers, one and a half point favorites. Uh, the total in the game, it's weird to see, 33, juice to the under, minus 115. Let me ask you this. How do you, do you bet preseason football? And if you do, you know, what factors are you looking into when you're uh, handicapping these games? Well, it's a good question, and I think it's one you got to ask yourself every preseason is, do I really want to dive into this pot, or yeah. do I want to hold out or, or look for other opportunities that might be a little bit more valuable? I think, in general, if you're going to bet it, the move is, is really to just make marketplace moves. So the, the example I would give is, is looking at the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. Pittsburgh, with that short favorite status, I think one way to read that is Pittsburgh is given a point because we know right now who's going to play quarterback for Pittsburgh, Mason Rudolph. Right. We don't really know who's going to play for Dallas. Uh, all we know is that Dak Prescott is not going to play. We, I think, assume it's going to be Garrett Gilbert, but it could be my guy Danucci. It could be Cooper Rush. The reality is all three are probably going to get some sort of playing time. And so I think that sort of holds up Pittsburgh in, in that short favorite status. When the reality is, it's not like Mason Rudolph is going to go to a Pro Bowl anytime soon. So I think, if anything, there's value on Dallas uh, in terms of evaluating the spread and the money line. And then the total, I mean, it opens at 34, it comes down to 33. I can pretty much guarantee you it's not public money that's pushing the under or the total from 34 to 33. So I'd say you're probably looking at a small play on the under there as well. Yeah, so a couple things, because I do, like, I'll find a game or two that I like, especially like that first week or that first round of games, I should say. And the one that I was looking at, so I'll obviously look at uh, coaches, and, you know, I'm always looking to back John Harbaugh in the preseason because he's always looking to win, even in the preseason. I also always look at first-year head coaches, and that's why the number that I like the best is the Jacksonville Jags, plus three. It's juice minus 120 right now at BetMGM. They're home against the Cleveland Browns, but you got to figure uh, we're probably going to see Trevor Lawrence. You'll probably see Travis Etienne. And Urban Meyer in his first game, granted it's the preseason, probably going to look to win that one. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like looking at certain coaches, looking at West Coast teams traveling to the East Coast, stuff like that. I'd say that's a pretty good handicap. I mean, if you if you want to look at preseason games and try to figure out, hey, who has more to gain here? Right. I think that's one of the most historically successful ways to cap preseason. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville is a great example because it, not that that win would necessarily mean anything, but you know, with a new coach and a new quarterback, and a new roster, and all these new pieces, they're going to be playing deeper into the game in terms of evaluating what they have and actually trying to see how the pieces fit together. Versus a team like Cleveland that maybe has Super Bowl aspirations, right. they're probably less concerned with how that game's going to turn out. We're joined now by Chase Kitty of the High Motor by, by Bet MGM podcast, talking everything NFL. And uh, we already talked a little bit about the Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys in the preseason. Very t- Two very intricate teams. Um, 
Let's talk about the Steelers first. We previewed them today on our show. Their win total for the season is eight and a half at uh, over here at MGM. Uh, plus one ten value on the over, minus one thirty on the under, and also plus one forty to make the playoffs, minus one sixty five to miss it. What's your feeling of uh, the Steelers heading into the season? Me and my my co-host Ryan are not very high on them. We feel like they are shelling themselves. What say you? I'm not very high on them either. I have concerns about what their roster is going to look like in the trenches. I think it's awesome that they went out and got Najee Harris, who I think is going to be a great NFL running back. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have anybody to run behind, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, what they averaged per carry last year, but I know it wasn't very good. They're in an extremely tough division. Even the Bengals are going to be live dogs. So you're looking at a team that is probably the third or fourth most talented team in its division. The quarterback situation is, I mean, it, it's cool that Ben had a nice offseason. It, it seems like the reports are, you know, he's in the best shape of his life and he drops some pounds. Or Did whatever. you see that picture of him? Did he look like he's in shape? He looks still, he still looks fat to me, man. Somebody's lying. <laughs> he looks the same. Yeah, I, I mean, even if you give him the benefit of the doubt, I don't, I don't think that, you know, a 39 year old quarterback, or whatever, is going to be making any, you know, great runs of his life so it it feels to me like they're going to be taking a step back I think when we did our our AFC North preview I I was on the Steelers under uh with a with a lean to that side so yeah I'm not expecting much from them I'm I'm not looking at them as a playoff team and I think they're probably finishing third or fourth in the division and also on the flip side of this game of the Hall of Fame game the Dallas Cowboys their total nine and a half one of the most uh Interesting teams this season, uh, seemingly because, well, Dak Prescott is back, even though he's been suffering some, uh, it seems to be setbacks in training camp. Nine and a half is the number over minus 110, under minus 110 is a pick em. Also, the playoffs, 130, plus 130. Yes, minus 155. No. What is your feeling about Dallas and also any other, like, interesting in, in, in lock totals in your in your mind that you have for uh, around the NFL? Sure. Dallas, to me, it feels like they're the favorite in the NFC just because somebody has to be, right? Yeah. So let's let's throw Dallas in there. They had a good offensive line in 2016, and people haven't figured out yet that it's not all that great anymore. Dak Prescott, we like, and all the other quarterbacks in this division are kind of eh. So let, let's go with them. That's what it feels like to me. That, to me, feels like a, an opportunity for an under. I think they could win this division. I, I personally, I think if you're going to have a value-based conversation – I would rather look at the Giants plus 450, but I, I could easily see the Cowboys winning this division, but still going under that nine and a half number. I do like some some win totals or some division numbers for certain teams. I really like. Uh, I mean, if we're talking about like the big picture, I like Super Bowl tickets for Cleveland and San Francisco. There you oh, go. The there you go. Yeah, man. <laughs> one, of the things, one of the things we talk about on the podcast a lot is sort of this modern formula for what a Super Bowl winner looks like. And right now what it is is teams that win the Super Bowl, more often than not, they either have a quarterback that's still on that rookie deal and they have all this money to sprinkle around somewhere else, or you've got a veteran guy like Tom Brady who's taking less money and the team has more you know, financial options because of it. And when I look at – Cleveland, that's what I see. I'm not some huge Baker Mayfield homer or anything, but the fact that he's still on his rookie deal means they have a lot of money to spend in other places. And when you look up and down that roster and at their cap sheet, you can tell that they've been able to amass all of this talent around him that's going to put them in a good position to win the Super Bowl. So I'm not even sure they win their division, 
But if you're talking about the modern formula on how to win on a big scale, there's a reason that I'm holding a Brown Super Bowl ticket this year. Oh, we're talking right now with Chase Kitty. You can find him on Twitter, Chase Kitty. Uh, Chase, um, so I'm a huge college football fan. Like, I love the NFL, man, but I love college football. So, big fan of the podcast, High Motor by BetMGM. And a couple weeks ago, about a week ago actually now, I checked out your guys' ACC preview, and I'm with you on two things. I love the Miami over, but I saw that – you're big on the Duke under as far as the season win total, and then Clemson's under. Make the clay, make the case, I should say, for Clemson's under this year. Sure, it, it's 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 actually the same case I have for Alabama and Ohio State. The, the SEC preview we don't have coming out until next Monday, but it's relatively the same case. You have a huge amount of brain drain from these top programs this year, and Clemson probably the least of the three. But you're still talking about an astronomically high number where you're basically the meta handicap on Clemson going into the season is either they're going to run the table or they're going to hit the under. And if you're telling me those are the two options, I will guess that they drop a game somewhere because historically that's what they do. If you go pre Trevor Lawrence, they lose some dumb game to pit. Yep. They go 11 and one, they win the ACC championship and then they, you know, they lose Alabama or they beat Alabama national championship game. That's kind of what they do. So if you're making me take a stand on a number like 11 or 11 and a half, particularly at that 11 and a half number with the hook, I'm going to go under. Let me get your thoughts on one team in the ACC, and that is uh, North Carolina. And I was also looking at some Heisman numbers, and obviously, like Spencer Rattler's the overwhelming favorite, and he's eight to one, which is actually a decent price over at BetMGM. But I was looking at Sam Howell, sixteen to one. Uh, he's obviously going to be one of the top quarterbacks, most likely taken in the draft. What are your thoughts on both of those? Well, first off, Carolina as a team, and then uh, Sam Howell maybe is a dark horse, I guess, if you want to call him a dark horse candidate. He's got what the fifth best odds over at BetMGM to win the Heisman. Yeah, I like the North Carolina over. My partner, Andrew, on the podcast, he is buying all the North Carolina stocks he can. So if he was here, he would be, you know, just in lockstep with you. I'm a little skeptical to take North Carolina seriously on that level, but we've certainly seen, in terms of how in Heisman, we have seen really well-producing quarterbacks from quote-unquote non-traditional powers in college football have great statistical years, go 10-2, and two, be relevant on the national stage and win the Heisman. I'm, I'm thinking specifically like Lamar Jackson at Louisville, you know, teams like that, programs like that, quarterbacks like that. So I don't think the Howell thing is crazy. I, I think reading the tea leaves for college football this year, I'm not saying it's going to be utter chaos at the top and we're going to have Coastal Carolina in the playoff or anything. Yeah. But I do think it's going to be maybe a little less oligarchical than before because of how much loss you see in terms of personnel at Alabama and Ohio State and Florida and Georgia. I mean, these, these top programs, they, they put, you know, five schools put 60-some picks in the NFL draft. So it does feel like the middle class is going to come up to the top a little bit. And I do think that's going to create opportunities for new playoff programs, and maybe a Heisman from a from a non-traditional school, maybe some sort of B school like North Carolina. Chase, we have about 60 seconds left here. What are your best plays, if you have any best plays for the Olympics? I've been all over the Olympics, especially with the basketball, because, of course, storylines are enormous and never-ending. Any uh, plays that you really love for the Olympics, maybe tonight or this coming week or weekend? I think, in general, just betting against USA basketball, which probably doesn't make me a great American or anything. (laughs) No, don't worry. We're on Australia tonight. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I mean, it just feels like, to me, 
they're laying really ridiculous numbers. Probably would have had more value if the, the sort of the roll-up games, the, the let's break a sweat games had, had been a little less rocky. I think that probably took some value away. But in general, I think there's, a, there's probably an American handicapping bias on the American team. So fading that USA basketball stretch, I think, probably uh, could, could win you some money in the long run. Chase, thanks so much for giving us a couple minutes, man. Hope to have you on again soon, especially uh, during the NFL season with college football starting up here soon as well. Sure, anytime, guys. Thank you, brother. Chase Kitty, you can find him with the High Motor Podcast, BetMGM.